0: Okay. Uh, welcome back to the kill your ego podcast. It's been, oh, about a month since we recorded any episodes in with this podcast. This isn't going to be a two a week, four a week, every, we're not going to set a schedule when it feels right and it's time to do a podcast and it feels right to do a podcast and we have good guests. We're going to do one. We're not going to chase it. Um, I've said it before, we're funding this out of our own pocket. We're not here to make money on a podcast. We're here to make a connection with, you know, like-minded people that, uh, enjoy the same things we do and that are all about this lifestyle that I'm trying better to be at, which is killing your ego and, and just being a decent human being that's not focused on, you know, ego and money and power and and, and all the evil things that kind of taint, you know, the world today, uh, just being a better human being. Uh, with that being said, I've got a couple great guests on the, the podcast today. One of them, if you've listened to our previous episodes, you've already met Dugan Irby, who is a musician and the frontman and founder of the Dugan Irby Band, and then to his right is Cody Quarterman, who owns Q-Man Music and Antiques here in Sheridan, Wyoming. And I'm going to talk for a few minutes here, and then I'm, I'm going to let these guys take over and tell their story. But for me, Q-Man Music, Main Street Sheridan, Wyoming, is is absolutely perfect in my opinion it's the perfect main street in america it's everything that america should be in my opinion it's it's just a beautiful downtown main street and on that main street we still have a drive-through dairy queen that is a, a classic dairy queen and right next to that dairy queen is is a building uh cody when, when was the building when was your building built like how old would you say that building it is built
1: uh, 1903
0: 1903 and when you stand there and look at it um, it 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 is again. It's the perfect quintessential Main Street downtown building. Uh, but when you open the doors and go inside, and the first time I went in, we just talked about before we started, I came in there looking for belt buckles, and um, it, it's Q Man music and antiques. And when you open the door, it's it's a gateway into Americana, American history, music, antiques. It's it's not the biggest shop in the world but man, it has a big feel to it because you walk in there and you just, there's everything from coins to belt buckles to posters to an amazing selection of guitars and and musical instruments. And it's just this weird, in a good way, weird. It's just, it it just connects with you. The minute you walk through the door, you're like, wow, I just took a step into a whole nother dimension of Americana and history and and more importantly, Sheridan. And, And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I've been here now for three years on and off and two, two and a half years living here. I do not and have not met a musician with Sheridan for 20,000 people that, you know, the county has 20, 22,000 people. It has a remarkable amount of musicians and every musician I've met that's come in the coffee shop or I've watched play and talked to or met when you ask them, how did you get into music somewhere along the lines, they've stepped into Q man music and they've had an interaction or experience with you, Cody. Uh, starting with this gentleman here, how did you, you and Dugan, how did you guys meet? I'll let you guys take it away. Whoever wants to kind of tell that story or you guys can just take it away and I'll shut my mouth.
1: Well, initially, uh, Dugan's father came in in Dano uh, and inquired about my boxing program and said he had a son i think he was 12 years old at that time so
0: you were in bo- you're a <clears throat> boxing instructor and you've been a boxing instructor sorry i didn't mention that part right sorry to interrupt you but so tell the history of boxing if we for for everybody listening
1: yeah the history of boxing is uh, you know i i've been involved in the sweet science for many years that's <clears throat> That's probably why my IQ is a little lower than the average. But, uh, Which you'll come <laughs> to find throughout the course of this podcast. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I, uh, uh, I continued uh, coaching and, and people in Sheridan when I, uh, I was actually born here in Sheridan and graduated from high school here. And at one time I had a, a, a reputation as being a, a accomplished boxer, I should say. And so I started the program, and uh, Dugan's father had heard about it, and and so uh, anyway he come in and talk to me about his son and I and he was 12 years old at that time is that correct was
2: 10 actually he came 10? in
1: 2 years 2 years before
2: Oh wow you, you you told him that I wasn't allowed to be in there until I was 12 so oh. he came in when I was 10 and then oh. I waited till I was 12 oh, and then yeah. I came in on my 12th birthday I had some restrictions then huh yeah.
0: <laughs> So you literally yeah. waited till that day to come in on your 12th birthday the first day you were allowed to come in there Yeah you came in on, on 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 your twelfth birthday.
2: Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I took him back in. You know, in the back of my shop. I uh, and I don't mean to correct you, but my brother owns the Q-Man Music, and and his name is John. And I own the Two Bit Swap Shop. It's called Cowboy Cody's Two Bit Swap Shop. Gotcha. In in the back, uh, I have uh, boxing equipment and uh, workout equipment and whatnot. So. Uh, initially meeting Dugan, I took him back and uh, and taught him technique on the heavy bag. And uh, and one day I was uh, playing "Country Boys Can Survive" and. Uh, <laughs> And he says he wants to learn to do that too, you know? So, so I started working with Dugan on the guitar and whatnot, and we'd box and, and, uh, do, do the guitar and sing and whatnot. And
0: and Dugan at this point, <coughs> you had, you had no experience with a guitar at all.
2: Hmm. Not really. No, I had, uh, maybe three lessons before that. Like I talked about in the last episode Got that it. we did, you know, and the dude cut my fingernails so yeah. short they were ingrown. So it was, yeah, kind of not a thing there, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I also talked about this in the last in the last one, you know. Um it was always come in, you know, it was very I was very professional cuz I was very awkward and so I'd come in and we'd hit the bag and we'd do the work and yeah, just like that playing country boys can not survive, you know. I was always before then I didn't say anything about the guitar. The guitar, that guitar that you'll see later, it was it was always sat there, you know, right there, and I could, I always saw it and noticed it, but didn't ever say anything, you know. Just about all I said was, "Hey, Mr. Cody, thank you, Mr. Cody." Let's you know, let's hit the bag, and then a lot lots of huffing and puffing while hitting the bag. But, um, yeah, that's what started it. Was that him playing that song? Yeah, and then from that point forward, he played the guitar every time I came into the shop. Every time I walked in, he was playing it. It was yeah.
3: <laughs> that's
0: outstanding. So yeah so then you went did you shift at that point you shifted from boxing to to music can you really tell <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't saying that <laughs> yeah no kind of
2: i mean it was both for a while for a long while it was both for yeah oh sure it never went yeah. from one to the other no. it was always both you know um but the scales kind of tipped a little bit more in favor of music yeah
1: yeah, one time uh, I was involved in a band called the Roadkill Rangers and we played at the HF Bar Ranch uh, every summer and still doing it. And uh invited Dugan out. Do you remember that first song that you sang out there?
3: Yeah. He doesn't yeah. like to mention it. I don't
1: that. like to talk about it. <laughs> no, we,
0: he's told me this story a couple of times. Peter Pan. Yeah, so tell, tell, tell every – I know you don't like to talk about it, but when you talk about it, no. explain it to everybody here, because it was – the way you tell the story is great. Yeah, no, it was uh, – yeah.
2: So they played out there every Thursday night at the HF bar, right? And um, so I used to go out there with them, and that was just uh, – you know, a lot of going out there was me getting comfortable with myself in music and everything, you know.
3: And an audience um, and people watching you. Right. Obviously. Even though
2: nobody watched cuz they were all interested in dancing and partying and then when these guys took a break, everybody was not interested in me, but it was still it was still <laughs> fine to, you know, play. It was good. Um, yeah, so I'd I'd sit on the side and I with my guitar on the side and watch them. It's in this old kind of barn. It's in the the upstairs of this barn. You know like it is it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah log barn big barn yeah. yeah
2: um in the upstairs and they it's one long room kind of like this one you know it's right. a long room and they set up at the end and then the, the rest of the room is the dance floor and uh along the side there are benches so i just sit over here you know if they were right here i'd sit over here on this side on the bench and play my guitar and i'd i'd just i'd just watch his hands you know and i'd try to pick along and then learn the same strumming patterns and everything you know because we'd worked on a little bit of it in the shop you know a little bit of it in the shop um and so i knew a little bit at that point he would showed me enough you know where i could sit there and you know um, pick along and try to figure it out but then yeah uh they got me up there in front of everybody one time by myself in like microphone and all and i sang a song about freaking peter pan and that was my first live I'm not laughing I'm right. at you. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first live performance, kind of, you know, in front of people. Uh, it was a freaking Peter Pan song.
0: How? Where did the Peter Pan song come from? I, no, I, I just, don't know. You just no. got up and said, hey, man, it just popped in your head, and you played a song about Peter Pan.
2: I didn't write. No, it's a song. It's by Ruth B, maybe. Uh, it's called Lost Boy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah,
0: but it's very, it's a,
2: Yeah it's about Peter Pan and I was how old was I then I don't know 13 maybe I
1: would say 12 13 yeah, yeah
2: 12 13 <laughs> sang a song about Peter Pan and that was the start yeah that was a, that was a good start there
0: where would it go from there
3: mm, mm
2: I just kept going back doing the same thing you know I didn't ever play I think that was the only time I played there at the HF bar but then you know I I started to get more comfortable with everything and I tried dancing a little bit you know and uh this is a little squirrel, side note story. I tried dancing one time and I didn't know what to do. It's just Like c- country
0: dancing, like Wyoming country dancing.
2: Yeah, but by myself, cause I, yeah but just solo solo country swing dancing yeah and i didn't know what to do and i was just kind of out there just like bobbing back and forth and in front of everybody Cody goes into the microphone shadow box doogie <laughs> like that <laughs> and so i started shadow boxing and that was my dance you know it's just that yeah was it? yeah yeah but no that was a good place to be it was cool it was a good start and we played out there a couple times my own band the Dugan Erby band we played out there a couple times last summer um which was cool. You know, it was like it all comes back together, you know, full circle there. And uh, cool thing, actually, they told us we were the best band that has ever played there. Awesome. Um, I believe it. Of all time.
3: <laughs> next to the Roadkill Rangers. Next, next, right? next Rangers? to the Roadkill Rangers.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I,
0: Which Cody, Cody how, how did you get into music? Was this a family affair like it is with a lot of these families here, like the Kraft Brothers and the Beasleys and the... I mean, there's a lot of families here in Sheridan that every single person in the family plays 10 different instruments, and it's just similar, right. similar. because I know your brother plays music as well.
1: Right. Somewhat, uh, you know, I'll actually begin with my father. My father was known as the Johnny Cash of Wyoming in the state of Wyoming. I mean, he... He even dressed like Johnny Cash, wore black everywhere he went and stuff. You know, sometimes I I would tease him that he had an identity crisis. But he he played in all the honky-tonks around Sheridan, and, and he was pretty well-known as the Johnny Cash Wyoming. And initially, uh, when I picked up the guitar, it was in high school. I took a few lessons, and, and then he wanted me to learn all the Johnny Cash licks so I could teach him. He worked at the... County Fire Department, and I'd go up there on uh, when he was uh, he was 24 hours on and 24 hours off. So I'd go up there and and teach him all the licks of the Johnny Cash uh, songs, and pretty soon he picked it up. And he even to you know to the day past uh, was always saying that uh, that his son Cody is the one that taught me how to play. You know, and uh, so. He always gave me credit for that, but uh, yeah, it all started with uh, Dad mostly. So,
0: and he, so he was a firefighter here in Sheridan. <clears throat> yes. And you would go to the fire station, and, and teach when him he the was, licks. Yeah. When he was between between calls, you guys were learning yep. guitar together. Yes. That's yep. incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Was the fire station in the same place it is now? No, it's
1: uh, actually it was the county fire department up there by the airport.
0: Oh, Okay, up it, on the top of the hill. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so your influences then were obviously that group of musicians: Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings. Right. I mean, you can yes. you yep. can take it from there. But yep. you know, who are your big influences besides those guys in music?
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was some of my big influence. You know, and you mentioned the Kraft Brothers, and and to me they're the icon. That, you know, whenever you mentioned. Uh, Musicians, the Kraft brothers always come up and, and uh, I'm very good friends with the Kraft brothers and whatnot. And so just the way they related to the audience and, and they're very good people.
0: And that D- Dave Kraft is actually my insurance agent. And I didn't, I don't know how I didn't put two and two together, but Dave and I have been working together for a year and then, I, I put two and two together. Wait a minute, are you? And I, I hadn't seen them play yet. Sure. And then it was yes. just you know Dave is one of the nicest crowd. They're one of the nicest group of people you will ever meet in your entire life. Yes. But mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. watching them and watching some videos and you know hopefully I'll get to see them with COVID stuff. They've had a couple you know uh, shows get canceled. But and we picked they're, them they're, up actually. Yeah, they're yeah. they're on the top of my list to go see those to right. see them play because yes. they're just they're just good people. And when I talked to Dave about it last week, he, you know they he can play again 10 different instruments and yes you yeah. know it's just it's just incredible and there's a lot of families like that here in town which is again for a, a city and a county that's got you know just around 20 22,000 people it's it is a music heavy not that everywhere and that's a, i wanted to kind of go not that there's other places that aren't like that i think i th- people obviously like music and and music you know pop music gets most of the attention but I, I Since meeting Dugan and doing these podcasts I really in, in, the, in the lead up to this podcast It's remarkable how much music plays In everybody's everyday life Whether it's in a grocery store And you're not hearing it But you're, you're hearing it But you're not hearing it I mean you park at the Walmart here And they've always got music playing In the parking lot and right. you don't realize it until you realize it. Yes. And then elevators anywhere, just in your personal life, driving in your vehicle, you know, whether you're working out at the gym or you're just sitting in a coffee shop, whatever it is, you know, music in this country to me is it's, it is powerful and you take it a step further and I, I won't get into politics and stuff here cause I just try to avoid it on this, this podcast, but all the people that are arguing right now and there's tension between groups and racial groups and stuff. If you peel back the onion and get rid of all the nonsense, the power of music in America is, I think it's one of the most powerful tools for peace in the history of this country. Yes. yes. And, and, you know, you can't take a musician that you just named or any modern musician that isn't, hasn't been touched by another culture or race at some point in the music they play, whether it's, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah,
1: that, that that was one of my influences also not to cut you off but No, please a, do. Please a, do. A Bruce Springsteen and and uh the Creedence Clearwater uh was real big influences with my band and uh you know Tom Petty and uh, uh some of the the singers that make uh, people's feet happy, you know, when right. they, and, and you can see that. You can see the connection in the in the love that music gives people. I mean, they're it's just a beautiful thing out there at the HF bar. I mean, there's never ever been any problems with fights or anything. That people are very loving, and uh, it's, it's just great because they feel they make a, an old guy like me feel like I'm a rock star when we're when we're playing. They they're so respectful and. Uh, and they jump up and down and scream for more when we're done and and just uh it's just a great feeling but it's it's like you say that you know music really does bring people together it does and that's what we need today especially in in the lamb light of the political scenes you know but uh Yeah. And and so Dugan does that too. I mean, you know, listening to Dugan and and listening to his band and and watching Dugan grow in the music world is just uh, very, very enlightening to me, you know, just to, to see. And my wife loves this guy. And
0: I don't know anybody that does and i keep posting his stuff and you know when i post just a short video on social media him playing in the coffee shop or at the y or anywhere i mean people like his music but you know the first time dugan came into the shop the coffee shop and played i i don't know diddly about music other than what i like to listen to and i listened to i listened to everything from 40s and 50s and jazz and you know, I was a huge Grateful Dead fan and followed the Grateful Dead for a while. Not followed them religiously, but if they were within 500 miles, I'd go see them play. Right. I'd see the Jerry Garcia man and some of these other people play. And whether it's listening to old music, Sam Cooke, pick pick a musician from the 50s, 60s. I, I just like music. And when I heard Dugan play, it's like hearing a song for the first time on the radio or you know, on social media and going, man, it just, it just makes a connection right smack in the center of your heart or your brain. And you go, this is good. I I don't know what this is, but I like it. And that's what it was like for Dugan. And I keep saying this, it's fun for me to watch this at my age, to watch somebody who's 18 years old make the decision to not go to college, which, you know, he might go back someday, who knows, but to really follow their heart. And when I heard Dugan play the first time, I just knew something told me I have no experience in music. I don't play an instrument. I'm trying to get some time to learn, but it was just special. And to watch Dugan grow already, you know, There, you know, Dugan has got a fundraiser. He's trying to put together, uh, money to go to Nashville and record his first album, which we're trying super hard. That's another reason I I like having him on here so we can, you know, help with, uh, what Dugan's doing. But there's no doubt in my mind, you would know better way better than I would, but there's no doubt in my mind that this guy's going to be a a musician that everybody in the country knows who he is Mm -hmm. that listens to music. I can feel it. And the best part about it with Dugan is he's got no ego. He's got no, he's the nicest person you'll ever meet. And he doesn't realize it, which is good because I've been one of those people in my life that thought I was something special and I'm, I'm just really not. And, Dugan is definitely somebody special that is going to change people's lives with the power of music, I think, in a positive, positive, positive manner. Um, And and I'll get off my soapbox here and my emotional moment here, but there's something special going on um, with, with Dugan and the fact that that came from a music and antique shop on Main Street in a small town in America and this journey that he's taking right now again I think the world needs to see more of this this is the kind of stuff that I'm going to push Dugan out as much as I can not to parade Dugan around I don't care if Dugan becomes a, a platinum you know recording artist I will always see Dugan as Dugan that came into the coffee shop that we paid hundred bucks to play music on a Saturday mm-hmm. um, that's the Dugan that I think I'll always know And he's just my relationship with him every day he, he makes me a better person he's half my age He's more than half my age, and it's funny to see in this world, in this day and age, the certain people that can change your life or mentor you. Sure. And Dugan, you know, is hopefully mentoring me with music. At some point, I'm gonna, you know, get back to having him teach me how to play guitar. I'm horrible at it. No. I can't even get my hands.
2: no, No, we did this last time. Yeah. We did this last time. Horrible is relative. You're just new. <laughs> I'm, You're just I'm new, new at it. You're, he's new. I'm new at it. It's very
0: new, but very I enjoy green. it. Uh, but, but it's just fun. And you know, one of the cooler moments—I I already touched on it on this show—when I came in to buy a guitar, Dugan came down there with me, picked out a guitar. You were there, and you guys just—you just grabbed guitars. Dugan grabbed the guitar. You grabbed the guitar I was buying, and you were tuning it a little bit because it had been on the shop. The shop. Uh, display for a little while and you guys just started playing. It's one of the most surreal moments I've had in a long, long time. Um, And with that being said, I'd love to kind of switch gears here. We're going to have to move some seats, uh, but shift gears here and have you guys play some music. If you're up for that. Yeah. Cool. Heck yeah. Let's, let's (laughs) do it. Let's do it. And Carrick Carrick (laughs) is going to help us here. He'll probably bounce in and out of the cameras. Carrick is you know, he's been here. He does all of our sound and engineering and our, our editing, um, does a phenomenal job at it. He's, he's local, and he's been in Sheridan his whole life. And he he also, when we talked about having you on, he said, man, greatest place in the world, Cody would let us come in there in high school, and we'd, we'd go straight after school down there, and he'd let us jam on any guitar and even play the drum sets that were for sale, and we would just go in there and play music. And it's just, to me, it's phenomenal. It's everything that's right with main street america and and I think we're it's out there. I think people just yep. need to find it and it's it's out there, and it's not just shared and it's other towns like sure. this, but we'll shift gears here we're gonna move seats and and if we can get you guys to play some music,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So we switched seats here a little bit so these guys can get comfortable to play some music. Uh, Real quick, because there's a lot of people out there like me that don't know, Jack, about guitars. So you've got two different guitars here, and without going crazy way into guitars, just talk about why you choose the guitars you are, and let's hear about your guitars. Mm. Guitars.
2: I, I have mentioned the one Cody is playing. I have mentioned that in the last one. Yep. I've mentioned it to you, I think, several times, just in personal conversation, just because it's amazing. Um, But I'll let him talk about
0: it. So what's the history of this guitar, Cody?
1: This guitar was, uh, I bought this, purchased this in uh, Bozeman, Montana. Um, uh, Marcus Engstrom is a guitar maker from Bozeman. And he's a musician also. And I went down to pick up a guitar that I had him work over. And in the corner, I seen this black guitar and it was a Johnny Cash edition. And immediately I think of my father when anything that comes up with Johnny Cash. And I asked him, I said, is that guitar for sale? And he said, no, that's the one I used in the band. I said, so. If you ever sell that, would you give me a call? Two years later, he gave me a call and said that he found an older Martin guitar and that if I still wanted it, I could come down and buy it. And so uh, before I hung up, I think I was in the car driving. Already driving. (laughs) And so uh, that's the way it all began, the Johnny Cash edition Martin guitar. And
0: uh, And what year do you think that was made?
1: it was, I'm, I'm really not positive on that. I, it, it's not a real old Gotcha, guitar. okay. It was probably 2005 Mm-mm, somewhere. It can't be. It was
2: Can't be. Can't be. I'm going to fact check you on that. I right. could tell you the latest it could be, I'm pretty sure if I'm right about this, is 01 or 02. Because um, he yeah, didn't so mention the coolest thing about it.
3: <laughs>
2: the coolest thing about it. Is that it has Johnny Cash's signature on the inside?
0: Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Johnny Cash died in 2003, so. so Pre 2003. The,
1: the guitars good, but made after he, he died. Is that true?
2: Well, how. He, I don't think he could have signed it then.
1: Could he have signed the label? Let's see, it says 2005.
3: Hmm.
2: Maybe they saved the labels no, for I'm a long just, time. I'm just using. I'm lying. Dude.
3: I
0: know you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, let's talk about your guitar. So that guitar's got Johnny Cash's signature on the inside of it,
2: and CF Martin the fourth. I think the owner of Martin guitars, which is way awesome.
0: That's awesome, and so let's hear about your guitar because I know you're excited about this thing.
2: <laughs> I am. This is my newest one, and this one is not nearly as nice in any way, right? And is not nearly as cool as any, in any way. Yep. This guitar is a Yamaha made in Japan from the '60s, um, so I guess these are pretty rare and hard to find and pretty desirable. But I found this one. So at the Edwards. You know, there are two different sides to the Edwards Hotel, which is the building that Cody has over there. Right. There's the swap shop on the one side and the music shop on the other. And it's like the amount of like treasure in there is kind of just unbelievable. I mean, you could you could dig around in there and find some oh, things that will just blow I could your mind. spend a week mind. in there it's, looking
0: at antiques and it's, tr- memorabilia. I could spend a week in that place.
2: Seriously. And it would probably cool. take you longer to explore every part of it. I didn't realize how huge that building was up until recently. But there's treasure in there everywhere, everywhere. And so this is my newest find I found over in the music shop side. Um, I was looking through old cases and stuff because uh, there there's a huge pile of ca- uh, old guitar cases in there. And I opened this up, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, it's gorgeous, you know, look at this. It's, it's crazy gorgeous and so i went and asked john i was like hey john uh what's up with this guitar why is it hiding and he's like i forgot about that he's <laughs> like that's from the 1960s i've had it since the 70s and it burned in a house fire like 15 yeah, years see, ago
0: you can see where the heat hit it
2: yeah yeah it was in a closet when his house caught on fire and then it got stolen or something and took to cali- it got taken to california for a year and a half and then he got it back after a year and a half and then hit it so the same guy wouldn't take it again and then i found him and then i bugged him for oh man that was a comical thing wasn't it me trying to get john to sell me this oh, guitar
1: man. yeah i had to help you
2: <laughs> yeah it was i wanted it real bad because uh, i'm in the middle of a huge songwriting kind of phase thing right now you know yeah, and that's hey. what
0: you know, I'm I, I'm going to give a shameless plug for you here, but I'll post and we'll post Dugan's Instagram because he's he's gotten into a rhythm of, you know, just talking and being Dugan at his house at night playing music and it's fun to watch the creative process that he's got. You know, it's everybody's different. Every human's different whether it's art, whether it's painting, whether it's a guitar, whether it's woodwork. Dugan's got his own style and he's very comfortable just kind of playing in his house, but the The product that comes out of his work and his creativity right now is is special and you can watch him you don't even have to be musically inclined you can be totally musically dumb like me and you can see the progression that dugan is making as an artist and a a front man for his band you can see what's happening to both his personality in front of an audience or on camera and his skill and art of of playing the guitar it's a really neat journey so I'll put Dugan's uh, Instagram and stuff. Uh, what is your Instagram right now? I know you just changed it to Dugan Irby. It was something else. We finally got you to change it to your actual name.
2: I have both of them. I have, yeah, both of them. So I have one. It's just my name. It's just Dugan Irby. That's my personal where I post.
0: D-U-G-A-N-I-R-B-Y, Dugan Irby.
2: Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's the personal one where I post all kinds of short clips and stuff, right. um, which I've been kind of lazy about recently. Yeah. Um, And then the other one is just the Dugan Irby Band.
0: The Dugan Irby Band, same spelling, D-U-G-A-N-I-R-B-Y Band. The Dugan Irby Band.
2: And then I have one for my dog, too, but that's kind of irrelevant. Except for, (laughs) except for, we have a new line of t-shirts, and the logo is a dog.
0: Your Dugan Irby Band t-shirts are, which you know... As well as I do, that's a, I'm a huge fan of that. Dugan's dog is actually on his Dugan Erby Band t-shirt. Yeah. You know, most of our listeners are dog people. They've been following Bison Union and some other stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, we are 100%. There's two dogs running around right here while we're talking. But, yeah, yeah you'll have to check out. And we'll post some stuff so people can support the cause. Dugan's selling t-shirts, obviously. all the proceeds from that are going to dugan to raise fifteen thousand dollars to uh to get to nashville to record his first album uh which they're they're very close i think you guys are at what twelve or thirteen thousand dollars now thirteen so i'll post some stuff and you know again shameless plug go out there and and buy a t-shirt for dugan and then you know watch the schedule if you're going to come to to sheridan or come to wyoming at any point this next tourist season if things mellow out with the travel and, and, and COVID. Uh pick a time to come up here when Dugan's playing at the Y or playing somewhere here in town that's got an open venue that, that you can come see and play. It's worth the trip alone. Uh, Sheridan is a magical place on top of that. Music. I'm gonna shut my mouth for a while and just let you guys take a journey here with, with your guitars.
2: Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna not sit like a weird person on the chair. I'm gonna do one of these. This is so much better. You look, look this. you this look is. great
0: man. You look good. There we go. Looking cools half the battle and you've already you've already you've already beat you've already won that one buddy. I'm
2: I'm not yet. I'm getting there. Here we go. Can I snag that microphone? Yep,
0: I'm going to th- good. That, then I don't have to talk at all.
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, my guitar playing might be a little weird. I have bandages on all of my fingers. Okay, how's that sound? Sounds good? Yeah,
3: I'll fix
1: that on the Cool. Dugan and I haven't played for quite a while together. Now, we at one time uh, had a kind of a, a deal going around called The Old Man and the Kid.
2: we had a photo shoot
1: done and everything we had
2: posters and the whole thing it was cool
1: i was yeah we had some fun which one you want to play you what do you want to do
4: Shook my hand. followed me, yeah, he caught me in the fog said, I oh, you dog, if you take back my dog Sit said, wait a minute, Chester, now I'm a feeble man He said, that's all right, Cody, just feed that damn dog when you can
5: Take a load off, baby
4: Take a load
0: great song that's another band the, band the band that that i found again i kind of an offshoot and that same group if you will of the grateful dead and jerry garcia and you know some of those guys uh, but that that absolutely awesome 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 um uh, what's next what about some johnny cash
2: Oh man, Cody's got Johnny Cash. <laughs> I tell you what,
0: we almost got to hear it now since we talked about the guitar and we talked about your dad. Uh, I'm gonna push this mic back over to you, and we're just gonna enjoy music for a little while. This is this is absolutely awesome. I
2: don't. I'm not gonna sing this one. This one's all Cody here. Okay, so I'll just. You can keep your mic for a minute. Sounds
0: good, Cody. Take you it away.
1: Make any train noises
3: or anything? What's out? You can make train noises.
1: Woo! <laughs> this is for Big John. My dad used to always introduce this song by saying,
4: Hello, my name's Johnny Credit Card. <laughs> no cash. I hear the train come, rolling round the bend. I ain't seen the sunshine, so I don't know when. I'm stuck in. Prison, and time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby Mama told me son, Always be a good boy I'll oh, never play with guns, but I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Oh, boy. That train whistle blows. I hang my head and I cry. Can you play me a little lead there, Mr. Dugan? <laughs> Fancy dining car they're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free, but those people keep moving and that's what tortures.
0: absolutely outstanding man I got chills yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy it's absolutely I got chills like this is this is cool uh, Cody Amazing. what what kind of music do you listen to when you're not playing music like right now today if you're in the shop or you're driving in your truck or Whatever you're doing what do you you know I I what listen you listen to,
1: to, to the the country music the country country music. western yeah. country yeah. Yeah.
0: is that the right term country western uh, yeah, country
1: cu- country country rock you know I, I I like that you know I I, w- I was a big fan of uh, you know uh, of like what you said Waylon Jennings and and the Good old Boy Willie Nelson and and those guys you know the rebels and uh, of but country you, music
0: yeah, it's those guys again I, I came to the party late on those guys even though you know I I had the opportunity to probably see some of those guys I saw Willie Nelson Chris Christopherson and you know Johnny Cash and some of those guys I was lucky enough to see them play in Texas you know years and years and years ago and then in the in the 90s and man it was just awesome yes. but I at that time again I was a punk kid that didn't I took it I, I didn't take it I would have it would have been a much different experience for me to see them now right at 45 years old than it would have then i just didn't appreciate it yeah. uh but then you listen to it and you hear the history of it and as i grew as a person i grew with music and another band that you know i've seen many many times that i absolutely love and you mentioned is credence you know it, to me I, I picked up on those guys in in high school in the 90s and man it was when I first, I, the, back then they had CD clubs. They don't have them anymore. But you'd buy the Columbia House, you know, CD. You'd pay X amount of money a month, and then you get to pick ten CDs, right. and they'd send you CDs in the mail. <laughs> and the, seriously, you're laughing, but do you, are, you, are you familiar with that? <laughs> no. Yeah, Columbia House. You you would you would you couldn't you could either go to a music store, or they were kind of the first Amazon style of music. You you literally paid x amount of money a month and every month you could pick 5 10 15 CDs and they would just send you CDs right to your door and one of them was for a penny that was their gimmick you'd buy 8 or 9 or 10 CDs and you get one for a penny so you get this discount cheaper than you could buy it at a store and they'd send it right smack to your to you know you could go somewhere and buy one at a big box store or a big 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 music store uh, or you could do that night that I got that album I remember not album but CD I remember this day you know, pulling that thing out and listening to it, and it was the first time I'd you, I'd heard Creedence Clearwater at at. I grew up in Kansas City, so you'd go to Royals games and they'd play do 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 looking out my back door. Right, right, you know, yeah. songs like yeah. whatever it was, but yeah. when I really started to listen to their their whole catalog, right? And you'd listen to some of the longer live songs that were ten minutes long, and they just jammed, yes. and yeah. it's it just you know, do do you guys play? Can you guys play something from Creedence? I'd have to pull up the words real fast, but yeah, of I Of course, could. you would totally learn this song it. in like five minutes. So. Yeah. What's your favorite Creed? What What would you want to play? Could you guys play some uh, a Creedence song? Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon
1: Rising.
2: How's that one? Does yeah. that work? Can you do that one? Yeah. Can you do it in C?
1: We'll do it whatever you do it in. All right. This
0: Let's is great. See. You're literally... This, this is the first time you've played this song?
1: Uh...
2: That not in my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to pass the mic over to you. I'll follow you.
2: So just... What the... That's interesting. It's like spring-loaded. Yeah. So it's CG... F-C.
3: Yeah.
1: I'll follow you. Way, son.
2: freaking
3: band-aids I apologize
5: tell, man. Well, I see a moon rising well, I see trouble on the way well, I see earthquakes and lightning well, I see old bad times today Don't go out at night Cause it's bound to take your life There is a bad moon on the right Yeah. on
0: the rise. yeah
1: that was that that was
0: little CC again out- outstanding like that's man it's fun to watch it's really really fun to watch uh, Dugan what are you listening to these days music wise
3: hmm a couple a different
0: generations here yeah what do you I mean what are you listening to
2: oh man <laughs> We had a – I was a, I was hanging out with my friends a while back, and we had a, uh, a competition. We wanted to see who had more sp- uh, playlists on Spotify or whatever you listen to. Right. I had, like, 130-something, and nobody else even went past 20. So I listen – I try to listen to everything, but I just made this new playlist that's just blues rock songs because that's my favorite. You know, it's Chuck Berry and the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton, Cage the Elephant, George Thorogood, and then some new guys like Gary Clark Jr., Awesome, Record Company, awesome, Jamestown Revival, awesome, and my favorite, you know Kaleo? Yeah. Kaleo, oh man, I saw them live, that was cool. Great, great, great music. Amazing, and then, you know, like Marcus King, all that stuff, just my favorite, John Mayer, Alabama Shakes, Dorothy, yeah, that's that's my favorite, Chris Stapleton is in there, he's a big one.
0: Yeah, I know you know, I I mean, I've I've heard you play some of his music, and uh, do you want to play something original that's yours today? Do you guys do that stuff together?
1: No Dugan, take it out. Do you we want to play? Yeah, did I play no your day? You shot? did last
0: time. You played a, uh,
2: um, i did Sweetwater Rim. Yep, Sweetwater you know Rim. What? Let me take these off real quick. You're I'm taking your gonna... band aids
0: off. Dugan cut his hand. Uh, Dugan's dad is is the best flooring guy in uh, in 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 the, the state world. of Wyoming or the oh. world, if you will. He you know he does a lot of hardwood flooring here which is in this part of the world there's a lot of cabins a lot of houses uh houses up here are wood heavy and with custom work people take pride in and his dad so dugan spins how many days a week you work for your dad
2: uh recently i've not been working as much so i worked the last couple but recently Mm -hmm. um i've been writing songs but usually i mean all summer it was you know four
0: or five a little bit of woodwork to pay the bills
2: yeah yeah because I gotta music is not super lucrative all the time I mean I haven't worked in a while except for this week I mean I've been taking the last month off to write new songs yeah I seriously have 50 bucks in my bank account
0: right now. do you know what my answer to that is (laughs) work harder
3: right yeah that's why I went to work this week (laughs) I went to work yesterday
0: I'm talking about music oh yeah I'm just busting your balls man (laughs) I gotta give you a hard time
2: (laughs) yeah no, that's the truth. Though got
0: to give you a hard time while I still can, before no. you're before you're flying into Sheridan on a helicopter and you you won't even recognize me.
3: <laughs> I want
0: when <laughs> <laughs> you're coming back no, from the oh. coming back from the Grammys from the Grammys. I don't know. No, I'm giving you a hard time. You'll never end up being like that. I can already. Again, that's why it's so fun because you're just man. You just get it for somebody who's you're 18 going on 50. It's great. Um,
2: well, that's I, you talk about that. You know, it's. I don't know, I was surrounded by people that also get it, you know, my whole life. I mean, seriously, this is, I wanted, you know, when we were talking about doing this, I wanted Cody on here and just Cody on here with me, you know, to kind of talk about that a little bit, you know. Um, When I was a kid, I didn't really have many friends my age
0: at all. Why is that? If you don't mind talking about it. Again, this is the stuff that I, I love talking to you about because... There's a whole lot more kids, especially in the United States like that, than there is kids that have a lot of friends. There really is. And right. I think, you know, we tend to make an emphasis on social media and and media in general. And when I say media, I don't mean the news. I mean television and, and you know, tuning into this, this world that's not real. And you specifically got my attention very fast because for somebody your age, you have a lot of actual human interactions with people that have shaped your life. And yeah. I think I think that's different these days. Kids will hang out with other kids and I I know I I hate to call you a kid to me you're still a kid it's because fun. I'm totally a kid. You're a man to me but you're also a kid at the same time at 18 and and for me you have a lot of interactions with adults and with mentors and when you want something you actually pursue it and i think a lot of kids are afraid to do that they're they're afraid to step out from the circle that they have at school or the group mm-hmm. or the cool kids or whatever it is that they, they have peer pressure to stay in that group and not go and i'm not speaking for everyone there's a lot of kids out there like you that do say hey you know what i want to be an artist i want to be a musician i want to be an accountant i want to be i want to be an astronaut whatever it is and they chase that but i think there's a lot more kids that don't chase it they kind of fall back and they're they're afraid to get on the stage at hf but they're afraid to get on a stage in front of people they're afraid to get into an audience they're afraid to confidently walk into a job interview and say this is what i want to do yeah. can i get a job here because i want to be we had a girl that worked here she wants to open up a, her own coffee kiosk truck and have a coffee truck and she walked right this is what i want to do and she couldn't make enough money working for us at a coffee shop so she got a job offered a bank to make more money to go open her own coffee Cool. there's kids like that and when I you know for you I watch it and you you made that decision not to go to college um I'll stop talking and let you go back to your story but it's important that I point that out because people listen to this if you have kids you know follow Dugan's story and listen to this and push them if you have kids that want to be artistic and they want to pursue that I, I think we're getting further away from kids taking those chances and going you know what I don't need to spend my entire life around a group of people and going to parties and hanging out and doing this and that. And whatever it is, I can, I can actually step back and go, Hey, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to pursue, pursue a career or a, or a hobby that is like you have. Right. So go ahead. You you were talking about in high school, you didn't, you know, you didn't have a lot of friends or not high school, but grade school, whatever it was always. yeah. Yeah.
2: It was pretty much so. So I grew up uh, age zero to seven on a ranch in the middle of nowhere Way, out, you know, it was like too far to hang out with friends regularly. You know, right. there's nobody else out there. It's just us. So it was me and my mom for most of it. And then my little brother was just a little baby, you know, so that doesn't didn't really count much. So I was I, I learned to be on my own, you know, pretty quick and just enjoy my own company, you know, and I just go on hikes by myself as a little kid and I'd. Um, yeah so i just always valued being alone and uh i don't know for some reason i was different than everybody else at school and everything um i just could never relate to every anybody you know um anybody my age and so i don't know i just never really hung out with kids um, but i liked being alone and i liked adventuring you know and so uh we moved a little bit closer to town we, it still takes us 20 minutes to drive into town from our house but uh a little bit closer into town and i started having my mom drop me off in town with my bike every day and i just ride around on my bike and do whatever here you know, in sheridan all day long. here in sheridan Come to yeah.
0: town and your parents trusted you you're responsible enough yeah well you weren't gonna be doing anything stupid you were right they be trusted exploring. me enough yeah. yeah
2: yeah and so that's what they did and so i i you know kind of how I ended up down at the pawn shop, you know, I just get dropped off there, and it started out just those lessons like that, you know, and then uh, playing music and everything, Um, but then it soon turned into I was there every single day, all summer long, Um, all summer long there every day, Um, because Cody and I became really good friends, you know, and I was the weird kid at school and somebody's like, who's your best friend, you know, I'm like, my best friend's a... (laughs) 70 year old man you know and i was always you know it was always weird for other kids to hear that but it was never weird to me you know i just i've always gotten along better with older people um and cody especially you know um i call him when i when i talk about cody to people i call him my grandpa you know just because it's easier than explaining that my best friend is a 70 year old man you know he's just right my grandpa now um but yeah i don't know that's I forget why I got into this whole thing in the first place, you know, and
0: we're just talking about music and right. you know, what it means to you and, and yeah, y- you know, how you, you went down this journey and every time you've we talk, mm-hmm. I, I you, mm-hmm. you know, you put a little bit more bits and pieces out there cause you're humble and you are confident, but you know, this is to me, this is worth its weight in gold to have conversations like this with people like you that aren't afraid to say I was the weird kid at school. You oh, I totally it, was. You know, I've heard people say it that are in their 20s, 30s, actors, musicians, people that are in the limelight. You know, I was the weird kid at school, but to hear somebody your age, because you've been out of high school for less than a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, I was the weird kid at school. Uh, if anybody hears this that's your age, or not even your age, even older, that it's okay to be the weird kid at school. It really, it really is. And yeah. you've got more confidence and more you're just more humble and more confident than most people I meet, doesn't matter what age they are. And it's pretty remarkable. Um, and then we're talking about you playing something original that, you know, I know you've been writing a lot lately. You got got something you want to play.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can play, uh, play a newer one, but, um, yeah, that's, I guess uh, to tie all that back around, you know, just having nothing else to do and having no friends and hanging out in Cody's shop, you know, and learning to love music and, you know, love everything about it because that's what we did. We just play all the time. I would go and play that guitar right there in the back of his shop every day all summer long and Cody would just, I, he got bored of it, I'm sure eventually, so he started sitting at the front of his shop drinking coffee and every time somebody came into the shop he's like, hey, go listen to him in the back, you know, and so that's how I got up in front of people, you know, I, I got good exposure that way, you know, he'd just tell people to go listen to me and then say, play that Ed Sheeran song. and. Uh, so I played in front of people that way and it was really great. And yeah. So I said it in the last podcast, but playing music and the road that I'm on, I'm not saying I'm successful in any way, but I am in the place I am right now because of Cody.
0: Yeah, but you're happy, is, so to me that's, that's I'm I'm
2: successful by my own standards, right? Right,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I when I say I'm horrible at the guitar, you say it's relative when it's you relative. say you know to Relativity, me, You're yeah. successful beyond you're successful to me, in my mind, you're successful beyond 90% of the people I know in this world, because you already get it, and you understand what makes you happy, and you treat people decently, so um, take it away. What is What song is this?
2: This one I wrote in Nashville the last time I was there, um, the night before I was supposed to go and record, Right. Uh, so super last minute, and I went into the studio, and I only had words to it, and I didn't have chords, so I wrote them on the... On the go, he like pressed record and then I just played random chords. And so this one's called uh, Asking for Heartbreak. Do I need that, mic? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Asking for Heartbreak is this one.
1: I'll just switch them. We'll do that. That would be better. This is one of my favorite songs that he does.
2: Mm. I gotta take these off is that fine yeah, take absolutely. these off. there you go
5: three long years away now. the sidelines As time slipped on i Time may come broken hearts, oh, and teary eyes. We say our very last goodbye. The clock is running out of time. Ciao! Um.
0: that one perfect perfect word for it beautiful that is it's fun to watch you it's fun to watch you and hear you sing Thank it's you it, it, it's absolutely awesome 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 uh switching gears here what's next for you for you me. guys yeah you guys i mentioned you guys are trying to raise uh, money and getting pretty close on raising enough money to you guys are going to get in a van rod your bandmates Mm -hmm. van and uh your bass guitarist and you're gonna a couple of you guys are gonna drive down to nashville Mm -hmm. you've got a budget rod laid it out he was in here getting coffee and laid it out it was pretty remarkable to me you know his philosophy you guys all even though you're on a tight budget you need to be in your own rooms at night before you record. So everybody's separated and you right. know, in their zone and they're, they're ready to go the next morning and rested, but then how fast it is and how much work you're going to put in over three or four days to record an album, mm-hmm. um, driving from Wyoming in the middle of the winter down in Nashville and driving back in a van again, it's just, it's fun to me. It's the kind of stuff that I think people need to see, Um hopefully you guys are gonna chronicle this journey and and you're gonna put it on your social media so people can follow you down there and watch as this happens or you guys are gonna record some of this stuff. But yeah. That that's next. What between now and then you're just writing and the the creative process, which I know you literally do twenty four hours a day, your brain just works that way. Yeah. Um what else is going on? You guys got music coming up? Shows Uh, you mean? Yes.
2: Um no we so two weeks ago we played six shows in one week and it was awesome it was really good it was the kind of the last nice weather of the year seemed yep. like you know it's pretty pretty nice out um played a bunch of gigs uh and it was great made a few connections and stuff but as of right now you know we don't really have much coming up because everything
0: is you know locked lockdown and, I mean, and, and the the, the yeah, public issues with COVID and stuff like that completely got it right. And um, Rod
2: is in quarantine right now. Is he? Um,
0: I didn't yep. realize that. And that's probably the reason he, Rod comes into the, the uh, Dugan's bass guitarist and, and good friend, um, who's also in some friend. other bands here, comes into the coffee shop every day. And if you don't see Rod, you you got to start calling. I get nervous when he doesn't come in. Yeah. You know, what's, where's Rod? What's going on? So, <laughs> um, and then you guys, the goal is to record this album. Um, And just so everybody listening knows, we'll figure out some way to get Rod, who I'm also speaking about, but these two guys together here in Sheridan, whether it's right outside the coffee shop or in the, like we'll get these guys together to play um, and announce that way, way in advance so people can come out and actually hear these guys play in person next summer somewhere. Even if I got to rent a venue, I'll I'll do that to get you guys to play. If it's a brewery or somewhere here to have you guys play so people can not actually come out and, See you guys live. Um, no, you know what? Yes, sir.
2: We are playing, if it's still on.
0: Christmas Stroll. The Christmas Stroll Which right is next upstairs. Friday night. Sheridan is a Christmas-heavy town, um, and they do the Christmas Stroll, so this podcast will be out before then. And if you guys are around or in town the Friday after Thanksgiving, I think it's even going on. You just, you know, it's the mandate, which is not just Wyoming. It's everywhere now. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have a mask on. Uh, Not a big deal. Uh, Trust me, I'm one of those people. I won't get political, but I don't like my rights infringed on. But, you know, that's for the greater good. You you know, the Christmas stroll will be happening, but you got to have a mask on. But these guys are going to be playing at the coffee shop uh, and I don't want to end the show right now. I, I'd love uh, the podcast. I'd love for you guys to pick something that you just jam, like something good that you two guys really, that you both enjoy and maybe play one more song before we, before we slide out of here. Um, people love hearing the music and hearing you guys. And I think, you know, more and more if we can get you two and some others to come on or, you know, to put on some shows at the coffee shop or do stuff uh, and get people to come see you guys. Cause it's, Man, this just makes my whole month. Like, it's so positive. Everything about your music and your story and this town and Main Street, and it's just so positive. That's why I'm here. That's why I live here. Um, don't move here, though. Sheridan's full, um, <laughs> and the weather's, it snows 11 months out of the year, and the other month of the year, it's really dry and not fun. So don't move here, but visit here and come see Dugan and these guys. But you guys want to play one more mm-hmm. to kind of take us away here mm-hmm. for this episode? And. You guys pick it. Something that that that, uh, that people know and that you guys can just rock and roll.
1: What do you do? What do you got? I'm to get Uh Oh,
0: he's getting, he's getting, he's 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 getting comfy here. It's about to get rowdy.
1: Okay, you know
2: which one.
4: long, lonesome highway, east of Omaha. my heart, listen to the engine, on and out this one long song, think about the woman, or the girl you had tonight.
5: soon be wonder mm-hmm.
0: That was, that was awesome. That was, that, that, was, that was. Do you hear the angel? Like my voice sounds like an angel when I sing. Yeah. you haven't heard I me sing hear
3: that. Yet. I've
0: never. No. Jesus, it's horrible. <laughs> I, I tell the story good. all the time. The new cars and trucks. Like a, it got a Ford F-150, and the music plays even when you stop the engine. The music keeps playing until you open the doors, and <clears throat> I'll be singing away at a song, and I'm like, man, I'm on this. Like maybe I should quit everything and become a singer, uh-huh. not a musician, but a singer. And then I open my door and I hear my own voice without the music in the background. It's horrible. It sounds like cats mating or something. Like it, it sounds horrible. It's the worst noise you've ever heard in your entire life. Come on! No, it's bad. It's so bad. bad. It's so bad. It
2: wasn't too bad. It's so bad.
0: Uh, well, man, thank you guys so much for coming on. We'll have to do this more often and get some other people in here with you guys to to play. I know Brady. Uh, McLean from Go Fast, Don't Die, and everything else in the world. The, the Sidewalk Prophet Brady um, would like to come on. He's spent some time in your shop and knows you well. And that place again, Q-Man Music, and yourself um, have been a pretty big influence on him as well. And he's another guy that's just killing it. He's 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 taken the world by storm with his companies and his brand and just his philosophy and attitude of you know being a decent human being. Um, the world needs more of this, in my opinion and the world needs more of Brady's and and Sheridan and and Q-Man music and, Cody, what you do, I really thank you for taking the time today to come down here, Um, and we'll have to do this again. Uh, For you guys, do you have anything you want to add, Dugan? Go ahead.
2: You said Brady McLean and... If he's listening to this, we're supposed to do another guitar lesson sometime soon. But I have been thinking about that. You know, with everything that you just said about Brady, you know, he's already good at everything. He is. So I should just not teach him guitar because then he'll be better he'll, than me. He'll and be then great he'll be at it. Yeah. Good at everything. And then, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I know he separated his shoulder. He called me. We talked yesterday. I called him and he'd been, you know, we were playing phone tag and he separated his shoulder doing, of course you know oh, brady right. stuff yeah. yep. uh but he'll be back but thank you guys for coming on Cody thank you again you for bet. what you you do for the community and and just man being a beacon of light for people like duke and i don't think there's enough of that going on in the world i keep pushing that you like I, it, you know mentors and people that you know take our young folks and get them off their phones and get them to do tangible things with that they can, with tactile tangible things whether it's woodworking or mm-hmm. playing guitar or ranching, whatever it is, boxing, uh, boxing yeah. you name it, man, I could be in a florist, you know, messing, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much. And for the kill your ego podcast, as always, um, kill your ego. It's a good day to be alive. Don't, don't F it up. And for the three of us say hello and Carrick, say hello to your dogs. Tell, tell your dogs you said hi. Have a good day. Uh, thank, nice. you guys. thank you
3: you much.